What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Red Zone Radio. I'm Robert Wampler. It's great to be here. Great to have you. Just around here, you can listen to Red Zone Radio. I hear radio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcast. All right, so I got some NBA playoffs to talk about, but I want to talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers because, you know, obviously his news has been kind of on and off now for the past month and a half, ever since the news broke on draft day. And uh, I saw an article this morning written by a Bleacher Report writer, Brent Sobleski, and I apologize if I'm saying that name wrong, but Brent Sobleski, and uh, he wrote an article very interesting. He said, Aaron Rodgers' absence, it's titled Aaron Rodgers' absence will actually help the Green Bay Packers. And he, essentially he details in the article uh, that it will help the Packers because Jordan Love is getting all sorts of reps, and he's getting all sorts of, uh, you know, uh, attention and reps. And he's kind of learning what it's like to be that starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. He's kind of learning what it means to be the face of that franchise, be that quarterback, uh, realize what it's like to have articles written about you, realize what it's like to have faces and cameras in front of you, and just realize what big shoes it is to fill of his predecessor or could be predecessor Aaron Rodgers. And... I, I, it's, but it's not really that, right? Like he's not right now. They're not just. It's not really that, but it's kind of that. And what I mean by that is, right now, you know, he's 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 learning what's be the he's learning what it's like to be the face of the franchise. But they they have train wheels on him. They they they're still saying, look, Aaron's gonna come back. Don't worry about it. He still has that safety net in the back of his mind, which is Aaron Rodgers gonna come back. I'll get the cameras on me for a little bit. I'll learn what it's like to play first-team offense. I'll learn what it's like to take first-team snaps. I'll, I'll learn what that's like um, And until Aaron Rodgers comes back. Now, we don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to come back or not because right now that's anybody's guess. But he can have that in the back of his mind. They can, and, and they keep saying this to the press. Aaron's going to come back. Aaron's going to come back. Aaron's going to come back. They're probably saying that to in Jordan Love's ear in practice. Aaron's going to come back. Aaron's going to come back. Aaron's going to come back. He doesn't have to worry about, oh, my gosh, I gotta be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers this season to replace Aaron Rodgers. He's just like, okay, I'm when I would I'm learning what's like in practice, Aaron's gonna come back. And maybe maybe Aaron does come back. But the worst case scenario right now is like Brett mentioned in his article, Jordan Love's getting getting snaps, he's getting reps, and and you could trade Aaron Rodgers to get all sorts of draft capital and players for him. Surround Jordan Love with a good team. He's had a year to develop, he didn't play right away. Now he's taking first team reps, and I think people are looking at this all all in Aaron Rodgers' favor, and I just don't think it is. And I'm not, and it's not to say that Green that Green Bay is not without fault. And yes, I know they haven't drafted Aaron Rodgers' receiver in a long time, and and all that. But when you just kind of look at the facts, Green Bay is not in a terrible position. I honestly believe, looking at Aaron Rodgers. A guy who won't take a pay cut so his teams can... He, he's mad that they won't draft receivers, but he won't take a pay cut so they can get players. Uh, he, he, and, and I'm not criticizing him because I do believe he has some right to be upset, but he's starting to retire. He's not going to retire. I, I really don't believe he will. I, I, I think uh, he still wants to play, and I think he wants to win another Super Bowl. And when you're looking at Green Bay, they have this situation now where... They're getting their second-string quarterback, their future, they believe, reps. He got a year to develop under Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's as bad as everybody thinks he is. I honestly think he will be good. He's got a super high ceiling. 
And when you're looking at and you when you're looking at from a Rogers perspective, his view is I, I'm going to get traded to another team. But in order to go to that other team, my team's gonna uh, my team's uh, Green Bay is what I should say is going to get everything for that team. So I'm not going to have any skilled players, or I'm not going to be in a better situation than I am here. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to get a better situation than Matt LaFleur, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones at the quarterback position. I don't think he's going to get a better situation than a team that has a Jair Alexander at a corner. I just don't think he will. And uh, and a franchise that's as loved and respected as Green Bay. I don't think he's going to get a better situation than that. And I think the reality starts at him to him where he, he has always had this thought, I believe, in his mind. Which is, listen... I'm going to sit out. They got nobody to replace me. I'm good. Jordan Lump's taking first team snaps. Green Bay's moving on business as usual without him. And I think it's starting to bother him a little bit. I think it's starting to bother him a little bit. And I think this is going to come. I, I said last time it's come to a boiling point. I think it's going to come to a breaking point sooner or later. Because, I mean, pretty soon the season's going to start if this thing doesn't end soon. All right. The 76ers beat the Hawks yesterday in game two. That series is currently tied one to one. And it's see we tend to do this where we overreact to different games, and and I said game one I think the Hawks are gonna win the series and I still hold true to that belief and I'm not and not to say that you know like that counts for everybody else and not me because I did probably overreact a little bit I thought well, the, how dominant the Hawks were they were gonna go into game two no problem and they got beat, um but the thing is now this series goes back to Atlanta Trey Young I had a bad game you know he's gonna bounce back and they get two games at home. And if they win both those games, they potentially take a 3-1 lead. We know the only comebacks we've seen of those are the Warriors and the Cavs. Uh, so, for me, the Hawks, and I want to talk about the Hawks season because I said last time, I said, look, if the Hawks make it, I'll be, their season's a win so far, but if they make it to the Eastern Conference Final, that's a win because I don't think they're going to beat Brooklyn, who I think will be in the Eastern Conference Finals. But uh, I was thinking about Trey Young the other day, and everyone compares him to Steph Curry, and I said I, I think he's more Damian Lillard, and I don't want him turning Damian Lillard where uh, he he is more relevant in the franchise and they can't get him a number two. But the thing with Trey Young is he's so young, and he still has so many miles to go. And I think it's possible when you're looking at Atlanta, and you're looking at – because right now this, this league is being developed by younger players like Luka and Trey Young – it, just all these guys who are just not who shouldn't be as good as they are, but they are the top players in the league. And when you're looking at Trey Young in Atlanta, to me, it's even more Damian Lillard and the, and the Trailblazers because I think Game Three, uh, Trey Young's gonna bounce back. We see that with Damian Lillard or struggling a playoff game after going off the game before, and the next game he'll just go off to bounce back. And I think that's gonna happen. I think it's gonna be the next two games, and I think the Hawks are gonna take a three-one lead. And I I think this series is over for the 76ers. I know it's 1-1 and that might be overacting, but we're looking at 76ers. Ben Simmons cannot shoot three throws or three-pointers. Joel Embiid is great, but it, that, that knee is going to wear on him. It was good for Game 2. Is it going to be good on the road against Atlanta Game 3 and Game 4? Potentially Game 5 and potentially Game 6 or Game 7. I just don't think it will. It's not trustworthy enough to me, and that's why I would, I'm would i going to pick the Hawks to win the rest of the series, even though they lost game two. I understand it was dominant by Philadelphia. I understand they crumbled late like Atlanta did in game one. I'm still picking them. I'm still picking the Hawks to win that series. I think they got too many shooters. They, they have too much firepower, and I just don't think the 76ers can match that. All right, last topic for today, which is the Clippers 
and the Jazz and the Clippers and they're talented and I'm not rooting against them and I I don't dislike them like a lot of people do. I, I think they're fun to root for, fun to watch, Kawhi Leonard. But you're looking at that team, they lose game one and they're the only team that can lose game one and the next day everybody's saying that's a great win. They, they should have lost that game. And they just came out for games. And to me, they, they just came out for game seven. Their energy still should have been high. I understand I'm not talking about the physical. I'm just talking about being ready for the game. Uh, and you're looking at the Utah Jazz. They missed 20 shots, which, by the way, completely goes away from their DNA. That's not their their bread and butter is efficiency. They're not the funnest team to watch, but they are good. They are efficient. They will they'll score every time down, and 20 mid shots is not in their notes. It's not anybody's notes, but especially not in the in the Utahs because they they are a team that that is based in and work and they work out of efficiency. They work out of efficiency on on the offensive end. They work out of efficiency on the defensive end, and they picked it up. They won game one, and I think they're gonna roll through this series in five or six games. The, I, I just don't think I, the Clippers are talented, but I don't think the people are saying they're the best team left in the West. I don't think that's true. I think the Jazz, th- yeah, they're not flashy like some of these other teams are, but they have, they are so efficient, and they're and they're so tough, and Devon Mitchell is so good. I'm going to take them to win this series in five or six games. I just don't think the Clippers, uh, uh, look, to me, to lose a game, if people just have this good loss, that's, that's crazy to me. I'm going to pick the Jazz to win this series. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Originary. Thank you everyone so much for listening. I will be back next time to recap more NBA playoffs, any NFL news that's going on in college football. So stay tuned for that. But I will be back next time on Originary. Thank you everyone so much for listening.